Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. And coming up on today's episode, we're going to get into the Week 5's marquee matchup of the week in the NFL. We're going to get over the Thursday Night Football recap and the What Were You Thinking segment. So that's all coming up on today's episode. So if you're new here, remember new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms. And be sure to check out the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. Um, and we're follow social media at Feely Heat ENT. It's Feely Heat ENT Entertainment. It's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. So go give us a follow and subscribe to there. Okay, so I want to start off the show today with a little, are the Bills now the team to beat? Buffalo Bills, remember the week one, we're like, oh, they lost to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers went down. That Zach Wilson team ended up beating them on their first game of the year. We're like, oh, Josh Allen turned the ball over, doing what he did, you know, last year. And that's why they kind of can't get past that hump in the playoffs and get onto the Super Bowl because of his turnovers. But the last three games, balling. Like, absolutely crazy. Buffalo Bills seem to be getting back on track. And he had another incredible game this past Sunday when they beat the Miami Dolphins 48-20. to And he's throwing for over 300 yards. Stephon Diggs got 120 receiving of them and three touchdowns. It was just Bills looking way more impressive lately. And now they're going to get Von Miller back on that defensive line. And that could be more trouble. The Bills could be getting back on track. They're actually running the ball a lot better this year, too. Which, what did I say going into the game? I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, right? I'm a little biased. I, just, I want them to win every game. What did I say Buffalo had to do? Run the ball. Or some turnovers. Don't get so pass happy with Josh Allen and have him try to do everything. Let the game kind of come to him. And look, impressive victory. Slow down the Miami Dolphins. Offense, too, number one ranked. They win. I mean, Buffalo's a hard place to play, first off, which Buffalo should take care of business against their divisional opponent at all. Like, everybody really should. Uh, Gregory Russo is going to miss about three weeks, so it's good to have Von Miller come back for that defensive line. And are they really the team to beat in the AFC now? And it's the, I feel like nothing has really changed, even with the outcome of the game, because it's always Bills, Kansas City, Miami's still going to be in there at the end of the year. Who else in the AFC is really going to come? Bengals have struggled this year. It's really going to come down to Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins. Maybe you throw the Ravens in there. They've looked okay at times this year. Um, but the Bills. Are they the team to beat right now? Maybe. I guess so. They're the hottest team. Uh, Josh Allen's really played, like I said, played impressive ball. So, on the flip side, what about the Dolphins? Are you really going to take anything away from that loss? Yeah, we struggled. Yeah, our defense is a concern. Like, Vic Fangio, he's got to get something going on. Having Cater Kohu on Stefan Diggs the whole game instead of Xavier Howard is my favorite word. Mind-blowing. 
Like, why couldn't we do something else? Why couldn't Howard shadow him? He even said it after the game. Hey, I'm the number one corner. You're paying me. We won't let that undrafted, well, second-year player, undrafted rookie last year, which he plays well, but he got so exposed, he just can't guard Stephon Diggs. He made him look silly. So Vic Fancy, they got to do something with this defense. They're not getting any pressure on the, on the quarterback. I know they were without Jalen Phillips, so that had a little bit to do with it. But, hey, you still got Bradley Chubb. Where are you? At times, you see him like you're there. At times, we don't know where you're at. Jalen Ramsey will come back later this year. Hopefully, he can add. So you have Xavier Howard and then Jalen Ramsey on the other side. He could put Kohu back in the slot, playing nickel or something. Because sometimes I really don't think he has any business being on the outside because it's tough for him to guard the number one wide receiver on opposing teams. But anyways, the Bills are going in the right direction. Miami loses their first game of the year. Yeah, they're both 3-1 and one going into week five. Bills got the leg up on them in that one. But I still expect the Dolphins to kind of come away with this division. But the Bills, of course, are going to be a favorite. Okay, so let's hop into this next topic. Something I debuted last week's episodes. So we're going to do this every Friday. The What Were You Thinking segment. We had some fun with it last week. You know, boneheaded moves. It would be players, coaches. It's mainly coaches, though. And we're going to get to because it has kind of relates to the Thursday night game a little bit. So, because he's coaching in it. <laughs> but, uh, the what were you thinking? Say, but I could even ask in that Dolphin one, like Vic Fangio. Hey, Cater Kohu's getting this obliterated on the outside. Put Howard on him. Howard, go there and say, I got him now. Don't care what you guys say. I got him. I'm lining up against him. What were you thinking, Vic? That's part of this segment. So, my f- from this one is the what were you thinking segment for this past week, for week four, was Gago Chicago Bears. Eber Flus is their head coach. Man, what were you thinking? They're up 28-7. Near the end of the third quarter against the Denver Broncos. 28-7, Chicago. Could have snapped that 14-game losing streak. Get back in the win column. Oh, you want to do something stupid. Uh, with seven-minute mark, what happened? Fields fumbles. Denver returns for a touchdown. Next thing you know, it's 28-28. 21 to straight. Out of nowhere. So, the what were you thinking part? Fourth and one. 18-yard line. They were running the ball pretty well. They're in the red zone. You got two minutes and 57 seconds left in the game. Fourth and one. Tied. 28-28. And they decided to go for it. And some for some reason, feels this hands the ball off. Doesn't put the ball in his own hands. And he did that. That's part of the reason why that fumble occurred. Endeavor returned it for a touchdown to make it 28-28. It's like, Justin Fields, what were you thinking? It's like when the game gets close like that, the pressure that goes around him, he kind of freezes up a little bit. But head coach, my man, Eber Flus, what were you thinking? Go for it. Kick the field goal. Go up 31-28. You, you struggle the whole fourth quarter. Get the points on the board. Make him go down and score a touchdown win the game if they end up scoring a field goal at least it's just tied and you go into overtime and possibly win there but no you go for it and you miss it guess what happens first play russell wilson down the sideline to mims jr catches it they're already about to get in field goal range and guess what 
you lose the game by a field goal, 31-28, because Justin Fields decides he's going to get picked off with 32 seconds left around the 35-yard line, and that sealed the deal. So, Matt Eberflus, what were you thinking? Go for the field goal. Justin Fields, what were you thinking? You had the first down. If you just pulled in, took the run yourself instead of handing the ball off. The things these guys just do at the end of the games, I know it's a lot easier just being behind the mic and not being in the situation out in the field, but damn, what were you thinking? And that's our what we were thinking this week in the segments. So I hope you all enjoy this new segment. It's, we're going to do it, like I said, every week, every Friday. We're going to put it in there. I may just add it to the two-minute drill episode, honestly. And so we have it on Tuesday's episode. So I may actually end up doing that. I haven't decided yet, but that's something I'm um, thinking about. And, hey, uh, we're going to have a lot more. We're going to put a lot more together this way. I have a feeling week five is just going to have a bunch of these moments. And we're going to have fun with it. All right. Now, speaking of those Chicago Bears, they play this Thursday night. Chicago at Washington. Could they rebound? You know what was crazy about that game last week, too, but never. Justin Fields was balling. <laughs> he would he had like what do you have? Like over 300 yards, four touchdowns. He was like 23 of 28, or it was some crazy little stat number. So he was actually playing good, but Denver's defense is probably the worst in the league right now. Which makes absolutely no sense. Vance Joseph should probably be fired. Patrick Sertan, I like the, the second out there playing cornerman. Come on. Let's go. Anyways, Chicago press the victory, forty to twenty over Washington Commanders. Uh, I guess I was, I still can't stand their last name or their team name, whatever you want to call them. It's just doesn't make sense. But Justin Fields, fifteen of twenty nine, two hundred eighty two passing yards and four TDs on the night. Three of them went to DJ Moore, who had an incredible eight catches, two hundred thirty yards. So his touchdown receptions were 20 yards out, 11 yards, 56. It could have been a whole lot more the way he was catching the ball and the way the corners, for some reason. Who's the only guy you have to guard on Chicago? Contain Justin Fields in the pocket. And who's the wide receiver? DJ Moore. Hey, Washington Commanders, what were you thinking? That's it. That's all you had to do, and you decided not to do it. Yeah, that was one of the worst defensive performances I've ever seen. We saw what Denver was a couple weeks ago when they left 70 to Miami. This could have been that way. Like, that's how bad Washington was playing. It just made zero sense how the corners kept gambling, going for the interception and missing. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields did have that one nice ball out there to G.J. Moore for the touchdown. That one was, I mean, he was actually covered on that one. But it just really didn't make sense how bad they played. Got Ron Rivera, defensive mind. You got Jack Del Rio, your defensive coordinator, defensive mind. So, And your defensive line has four first-round picks on it. Chase Young's bag is trying to get back in his football. He hasn't really done anything in the last couple of years because of the injury. But now he's back. He actually got out of the quarterback. He was containing Justin Fields for the most part. He seemed like the only guy getting off the ball for Washington. Montez Sweat, where you're at? 
Payne, where you're at? Jonathan Allen, where you at? Like, that defensive line should be just wrecking offensive lines and getting to the quarterback. Just wrecking havoc and getting sacks. Like, it just sums up. They lost three in a row after starting 2-0. and It just doesn't make sense how bad they play. But it's a Thursday night. Usually you got one team that wants to play, and the other team just doesn't. That's the way Thursday night football has been working ever since they went to this format. It's just like, hey, I just really don't want to play tonight. And then you got the teams that, hey, all right, easy win. But Chicago finally snaps that 14-game winning streak, or losing streaks, 14-game winning streak. They haven't won in almost two years. But they snapped their uh, losing streak. Uh, rest in peace to Dick Buckets. That was announced before the game. Legendary Chicago Bear linebacker passed away. So rest in peace, Dick Buckets. And uh, shout out to all those Chicago fans. You know, he's a, he's a legend. Chicago Bear legend, so. They got a victory for him last night, and it was great for Chicago to finally get a win and a W. So going forward, is this a bounce back win for Justin Fields? He's played great the last two games. You know, Chicago, all that crazy nonsense going on, saying he didn't like the coaching, and then now they're shipping Chase Claypool out. He's actually going to Miami in this a dump move, like, uh, what was it, 2025 seventh-round picks? Uh, oh, sixth-round pick going to Miami. Miami uh, gets sends. Oh, Miami sends the sixth-round pick. They return. Seals return a seventh-round pick and Chase Claypool in twenty twenty-five. So it's basically this a dump move to get rid of him. They he's been a healthy scratch the last two weeks. So that's a move Chicago has done and got that friction. The whole thing about the defensive coordinator getting his house raided and doing some illegal. I don't know what's going on, but he he left. And, of course, Iberflus with a game last week going for it, 28-28. It's like, hey, I want to lose. They want to possibly get rid of Justin Fields so they can get Caleb Williams. I don't know. But they got to win last night. That's all that matters. But good luck the rest of the year. I don't see much happening. I think it's kind of fluky, this game, because it's Thursday night. I don't think this offense has turned the corner whatsoever. They got lucky. That's the other thing about the last night's game, too. They had no running backs left. Herbert left with an injury. They were down to the fullback. That was it because the other everybody's injured. Rosan, what's his name? Rosan Johnson. He uh, concussion like I, down offensive lineman. They they lost their center too during the game. Like it just they still score forty. I don't know how having that. They almost had a collapse again though. They got lucky because uh, Logan Thomas fumbled the ball, and when they were making the Washington was making that comeback. Like, this, this game just didn't make any sense. I think it's kind of fluky. I don't see really much change in the offense with Justin Fields and their coordinator, head coach. I don't, you know, it's just I didn't see much improvement. But we'll see how the rest of the season goes. All right, now for the final topic of the day. You know, it's the NFL Week 5 marquee matchup. And I actually can't wait for this game because I could, I could go, you know, two ways. These are teams that have been meeting in the playoffs recently. And this has that old school vibe to it, that 90s rival. It was the Cowboys and the Niners. So this is the week five marquee matchup. It's in Santa Clara there. Is that where they're playing out? San Francisco. Niners get the home game. And the Dallas Cowboys come to town. That is our week five marquee matchup. Cowboys 3-1 on the year. 49ers, of course, still 4-0. They're undefeated so far. 
Brock Purdy clicking, Chris McCaffrey clicking. This is some of the stats on the year. McCaffrey, 459 rushing yards, six TDs. Brandon Ayuk, he came back from injury last week, so he's up to 320 yards and two TDs on the year. Brock Purdy, say what you want. Say last year was a fluke, but is it a fluke this year too? Because the guy's balling. He's very, really impressive. Kyle Shanahan's put him in excellent spots. They really get this kid going. He's 1,019 pass yards on the year. Five TDs. Most importantly, no interceptions. And he leads the league in QPR, QBR rating at 84.6. So, Brock Purdy is out here balling. You see why they went with him over a Trey Lance, a Sam Darnold. And Brock Purdy is the thing. That's the other thing about Trey Lance. Trey Lance is returning to San Francisco. Except he's on the other side, Dallas' side. He's supposedly helping the Niners prepare. Like, come on, man, get out of here. Like, I had a lot of faith in Trey Lance, and I don't know what happened on the field. He couldn't learn the system or whatever it was. Niners got lucky with Brock Purdy in the last pick of the draft over a guy that they traded three first-round picks for. Imagine that. But I don't really see it. Maybe Dallas gets Trey Lance involved and tries to rub it in his former team somehow in a you know, crazy little package near the end zone. Maybe that can happen. Um, but anyways, Dak Prescott, it's going to be the battle with Brock Purdy. Can Dak Prescott limit his turnovers against that San Francisco defense? Dak Prescott, he only has one interception on the year, but he has 64.1 QBR, 108 passing yards, four TDs. Can he get that connection with C.D. Lamb and uh, get that passing game going in this game? Be sure to find out. That'd be something. This is... Gonna be a battle, NFC battle, Super Bowl contenders. The aspirations are big, you know. And can the Cowboys defense stop Christian McCaffrey? Nobody has able been able to stop that man yet. So it'll be interesting to see if the, how that Niners run game. I think Debo is going to play a big factor in this game too. So we got McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle has kind of disappeared from this offense. You would think a good week from him is incoming at some point. Maybe it's this game because I don't see anybody matching up with him because Michael Parsons is going to be going after the quarterback trying to get to Brock Birdie. Who's going to guard George Kittle on that defense? Come on now. Let's really think about that. Who's going to be able to guard him? Trayvon Diggs, this is where his presence is going to be missed because he's out for the year with that ACL injury. This is a game he may be really missed in. I like the 49ers in this game. I just think the Cowboys are being an accident waiting to happen. They had a huge win last week. Their defense has been playing well. They're just wrecking havoc. But now you get the Niners. And for some reason, it's like people don't think this Niners defense which hasn't been the best like they were last year. They haven't been that very impressive this year to me. But we're going to find out on Sunday night who's going to come out of victorious. And I got the Niners in this one. I think they're going to get after Dak Prescott. I don't think there's going to be much room for him in the passing game. Michael Gallup seems to be coming along a lot better this year after another year removed from the injury. Brandon Cooks, because he get involved in this Cowboys offense. Like, there's weapons on Cowboys offense. Mike McCarthy, I just don't trust his play calling. 
It's one of the reasons why I don't want to go with Dallas because I just don't trust his play calling. Especially in a game like this. Tony Pollard, can he get going on the run game? I mean, he may be getting stuff with Bosa and the crew up front. Um, that's why I really like the Niners. I don't think Chris McCaffrey's going to get crazy yardage, but he's definitely going to play a big part. He may score another touchdown. The guy scores a touchdown to every damn game, it seems like. Can't keep him out of the end zone. So I like the Niners in this game. Maybe a little bit close. I don't expect it to be high scoring. I expect it to be kind of like that 23-17 kind of deal. Um, so we'll see what happens. But this is the NFL Week 5 marquee matchup. Dallas versus the 49ers. And I'll do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk for the McCreary with your favorite sports host, Taryn Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com. We can stream them podcasts there, too. Uh, be sure to uh, check us out on social media. Feel the Heat Entertainment. Feel the Heat ENT. We're on X, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So go give us a follow and subscribe there. Thank you all for joining me again. Have a blessed weekend. Enjoy yourselves out there. See you all on Tuesday.